Hi, welcome to my podcast, The Happy Hacker with Ambition. Just turning up the volume, so sorry about that. Um, today is Saturday, and um, originally I did a recording on Thursday, um, to, like I try and do every week, to say what we're going to be up to and what we're doing. But it's been a different week this week. Um, I actually had Thursday off and didn't realise, so I got up, got ready work and then realised I hadn't actually got a lot to do so and then the uh, news editor of the day messaged me and went oh you're not actually working today and I thought great fantastic anyway so today is Saturday it's a beautiful day sun is shining sky is blue and um, I'm quite late out doing the horses which Actually, I've got into a bad habit of being quite late. But whilst they're out um, at the moment, all the time, you kind of have to make the most of it because the winter will be with us soon. Sorry about the noise. As you can imagine, I am poo-picking. So, uh, Indy is out with the girls at the moment with her muzzle on because uh, the battery was getting low on the electric fencing in her pen. And so what she was doing was her usual style of just running at it. Um, And she only does that when the battery goes down. So I took both batteries home last night and worked out that, that my rechargeable one that I keep, well, they're both rechargeable obviously, but the a uh, bigger battery that I have. I've probably had that for about eight years. So it's probably time to think about replacing it. It's a leisure battery, so they keep a charge. Um, but also, I have to be honest, and they, they're designed to be charged up again and do that, so they do last longer. But um, it was only, I think, last week that I charged it up anyway. So don't really want... Indy getting out because we've had the wet weather, cold weather, wet weather, dry weather, and now sunshine. And it's October, but it's only early October. You always get that push of grass, and it's also when you, you, you kind of see some um, other uh, episodes of laminitis. And I just don't want, having come so far with my little Indy pony, I just don't want her to suffer again so uh she's out she was out last night and i have to say when i came down to do the girls this morning um she's quite tired so she's been stuffing all night but she has got her lovely muzzle on um and she's looking good she was probably um i think we felt that she was a little bit too skinny um and now i'm quite happy with her weight she looks good to go into the winter so I'm happy for her to lose a little bit of weight. I'm happy that I'm going to clip her. Um, And I'm not going to try and keep weight on the horses because they're meant to lose weight in the winter. So I'm going to make sure everybody's got enough to eat. We've got good quality hay and they will be fine. Yesterday was on Friday. um, I had lovely Steph from the vets come and sedate um, Tia for me so that she could have her teeth done by Carrie Massingham. Now, uh, when Steph arrived, 
Indy had just got out and I was just like, oh, I'll go and get Indy. And bless her, who knows a vet that comes and says, I'll help you get your pony in. So, um, and what was really brilliant about that was that Indy demonstrated um, that she was absolutely sound. She did the most beautiful little trot up and back into her pen. Like, I don't know why mummy says I'm so bad because look at me, I'm in my pen. Um, and it was really good. And she, she looked at me and she went, sound as a pound. And I went, absolutely, which is great. Um, funny old saying that though, isn't it? But anyway, so uh, we're really pleased with that. And then we waited um, for Carrie to come. She did the usual, um, Steph did the usual checks, heartbeat and everything. And obviously she'd seen her the week before. Was it last week we had the injections? The week before um, when we had all the injections. Um, so they're yearly jabs. So everybody is up to date with their yearly jabs. Um, so... Uh, that was quite good. Carrie came and um, poor old Carrie had had a bit of a week this week. Somebody had driven into her car um, and so that wasn't great. I think that was Monday or Tuesday that happened. Um, so she said she had a bad week. Anyway, Tia, um, being an older horse and being 27 and also having previous issues with her teeth um, because of breeding and I don't know the type of pony she was really, I suppose, because she was a buy one, get one free that World Horse Welfare had um, when they took in this pony that was her mum. Um, the teeth aren't brilliant, but um, what we came up with, uh, Carrie said last year, was the best thing to do was we would sedate her, do her teeth properly, 100% every, every year, just do it yearly so that she was nice and comfortable but if she had any if she was um losing weight we would call carrie out and she would come and do her teeth again so that's the that was the plan and uh i had been looking forward to it um because tia has a pocket where she has um like most horses as they get older like us really has broken tooth slightly in in there and um when she eats, it gets all stuck in her mouth. Now, there's certain things that I can do. I can flush some of it out. But, you know, t doing anything like that is quite difficult with your horses, um, especially if you don't know what you're doing. So I leave it to the professionals. And because we had her sedated, Carrie could do a really good job. And she has. She went between all her teeth. She flushed them all out. She balanced them as best as she could. She took off any of the short, sharp edges. Um, and then we had a chat about her tooth. And to be fair, she is a 27-year-old pony. And this is when it gets to be really quite a difficult time as a pony owner. Tia has always been a paddock pony. That is her job. And she's very, very good at it. She is the boss of the field. The other two do as they are told. And that's it. However... Tia does not like to be put in a trailer and moved. She has been in the past um, when I bought her here, but then she started to get a bit worried about being in the trailer. And um, because I would bring them home for a month or two in the summer. And the last time that we did that, um, Tia panicked when the other horse was taken off the trailer 
because he was the bigger horse and um, nearly turned herself inside out in the trailer and do you know I just don't think it's worth doing so what I did then afterwards was I walked them in hand Ekin Tia home Blueberry sorry lost the dog um, walked them in hand home but then you know as I say she's a bit older now and um, I know a lot of people have got horses that aren't that you know are in their 30s and still going out strong and all that kind of thing but it's horses for courses and she is she's you know she's always been a paddock pony she's not used to doing anything like that and she doesn't like being separated from the girl she's quite happy to let eat go out for a ride or go out or indy go out for a ride or then go out and leave her in the field because she's always got other horses with her but she's always the first one to Winnie when you come back with that horse and um, but she's not somebody that you can lead on your own away from it she's just not and it always said that she on her adoption papers that I've got it says that she um, forms a very strong bond with the other horses very quickly and it's very difficult which is why um, when I got Ekintia they hadn't met each other but by the time they'd come back from by the time I trailered them home from oh good I can see Blueberry from Somerset they've got a strong bond and if you see them now they're always together they're always close by so it was a discussion about that and um, what I would do and whether I would um, have the tooth extracted and it's all very complicated because you know horses teeth are so big and they go into the jaw and if there is a fracture all the way up and they start trying to take tooth out then you've got all that other issue as well and so I had a very long phone conversation with my very good friend Piglet and we were talking about it and I said it's kind of like when you've got a horse and the vet looks at you and it goes are you going are you going to Newmarket if it's got colic and you look at them and you go no because um, with my old horse um, Joey he was 23 years old and he colicked and he colicked and he wasn't getting any better and that was three times in a row and my vet turned around to me and he said I need to know Steph are we going to take this horse to Newmarket and I looked him straight in the face and I went, I've never known a horse of his age come home. And, um, and he just said, right, the right decision. I understand your decision. It's the right decision. And it was the right decision because Joey colicked again before that vet had even got halfway down our drive. And um, unfortunately, that was the end of my beautiful Joey. But he was 23 years old and he was an absolute superstar. So... Um, I kind of think it's that kind of decision. Am I prepared to put my pony, to drug her up, to put her into a trailer, to take her to have some work done on her teeth, which may or may not go according to plan. And at the moment, um, I asked the question, which I suppose a lot of horse owners would do. Well, I hope you would. I said, is she in any pain? And I looked at both of them and, um, oh, Steph had gone by this time because Tia was coming around and um I looked I looked at Carrie and I said is she any pain she went well she will be and I went 
well she's not lost any weight um, and what kind of pain threshold are we talking about and what kind of pain are we talking about and she went horses mask it and I know horses mask pain but I also sat there and thought if I'd rung and I'm going to do this just to clarify that I am doing the right thing if I had rung my friend that is at World Horse Welfare and I said what would you do I know what they would do they would put the horse down if the horse deteriorated and I actually think that that is I'm not I don't want to put her through any distress I don't want to put her in any harm and I'm sure a lot of people are going to disagree with me over this as long as she's eating she's the first one to canter up to me in the morning for her breakfast she's uh, very much the boss still um, and if she wasn't and not eating and grazing and having fun and snoozing in the sunshine um, I wouldn't even hesitate and I just think that you will know when the time is right and I just it's difficult and I just think as horse owners or as anybody who has any kind of pets this is the kind of thing that you have to go through as those animals get older and obviously there's no insurance available for you with a horse that's over that age you can have a basic insurance which is what I do which I've got from the charity now which is um, covered for um, if she had an accident in the field that would help her with with that kind of thing and obviously a third-party public liability insurance that she's got but you can't insure her for vet's fees so something that is quoted to you at being a thousand pounds to start off with i don't know anybody whose vet bill comes in at the price that it is um, and it was a bit like with um, lovely indie pony i spoke to my um, contact at world horse welfare and i asked for an honest opinion of what i should do because i was so worried about what what the situation was and they said to me if there was any rotation in the pedal bone that the best thing the best option for that horse would have been to put her down well i was very lucky because there was no rotation in the pedal bone um, even though it was very dramatic what happened to her there was no rotation and um, that made a massive difference so oh it's all very down here she's wandering around looking very cute aren't you indy yeah yeah very good um so that is my plan with tia just to keep an eye on her just to see how she's feeling she'll let me know she looks very happy today very comfortable um she's grazing away with eek who i'm about to go and catch and go out for a ride um and I, I just think I need to keep her happy and comfortable and that's what I'm going to do. So you may disagree with this, you may not. It may be something that I get hate letters over, but um, I will take advice and um, take it from there. So it's great to be able to talk to people that you know are of a similar mindset. Um, I spoke to Laura on text about it because um, obviously I haven't been able to see Laura this week um, and really won't be able to see her until next week now. Um, so, you know, I, I value their opinion. I value um, Laura's opinion a lot and I value um, Piglet's opinion because, we, you know, she's had horses for as long 
as I have and I've known her for a very long time. Um, so it, it's people that I trust and aren't just knee-jerk reactions. So um, I think that's really important as well. So that's what I've done there. Um, we're looking at doing some dressage with Indy uh, on the 17th, I think it is, of October. Taking her back out again. Um, on my last podcast, I said about me going to have some hypnotherapy to try it, which is my husband's idea, which was a very good idea. Um, but I'm not going to tell her it was a good idea. But anyway, I went along. I had a discussion with the, uh, I don't know what do you call them, hypnotherapist? Or, or what is he? He's a, he got loads of letters after his name and loads and loads of stuff on the wall about his qualifications and everything so it was very interesting but I didn't know how he was actually going to treat me because I didn't know if he knew anything about horses and as it turns out I kind of knew him which um, just shows what small world it is where I live um, he used to live in the village that we keep the horses in and um, I had met his wife and um, they literally just recently sold the house and moved away and they she had horses now she never said that to me when I met her but that's interesting um and um they've moved away and they've now got their own property with land and they were moving their horses so he kind of understood about horses so it was quite interesting um I was a bit skeptical because I suppose that's in my nature to be like that and um took me through it I didn't tell Laura I was going and I'd ridden the day before and had a little lesson with her and Indian and I were doing okay and then I came and I had a lesson with her the next day after I'd been and um, I just felt really much more positive about everything and um, really couldn't get into my head why I was so traumatized over one one little issue um, and he said to me, you remember in pictures, so you relive it every time. And he gave me a technique to do so that I could get over it, basically. Um, and, well, it's proof in the pudding. Um, I went the next day, as I said, had a lesson with Laura. And she looked at me, she went, the pair of you look so much happier, so much more relaxed. Um, and we were, we were really relaxed and um, it, it was great and I was just really, really happy to be back on it and I feel that now, I feel like it was a blip which you get in horses and I feel like we're happy, we'll start again, I mean I'm sure I'm going to get tested again with her because that's what happens with horses um, and uh, I will... I will rise to the challenge, I hope. And I, I can't, you know, Laura's so patient with me. And she said to me, she went, why did you go? And I said, because I keep relying on you all the time to put me back together again when I have a confidence crisis. And I just said, it must get boring as a mate to do that. She went, we're friends, which I just think is lovely. And that just shows the kind of person that she is. So I was really pleased with that. So... The idea is uh, I've still got to 
what I'm doing at the moment is just tidying up. The girls got into the um, other side where the hay is and pulled. Now, if they saw a tarpaulin on the floor, I am damn sure that they would all freak out at it. But when it's got the hay on it, underneath it, they were quite happy to pull it off with their teeth because I saw them do it and then go and get their hay out, which... You just sit there and you go, but you've got hay outside. You've got all the grass. The grass is lovely. Why do you want the hay inside the barn? But anyway, so they've done that. So what I'm doing at the moment is just trying to tidy it up. And I've got to tidy up my summer muck heap so that it has a chance of rotting down for next year. So um, I've got to tidy that all up. And because, as I said, we move... The whole shebang, the whole stable block and everything gets moved every year to um, twice a year. And I'm, there's a thin line at the moment between sorting everything out and uh, not bringing any more stuff down and trying to keep it for when we move um, and getting it ready. Um, Indy got her new rug, her swish rug, um, which is absolutely gorgeous and was much in need earlier on this week when we had all that rain it just rained and rained and rained and rained and rained and she hadn't got any shelter uh, in her field at all it's very exposed that part of the field that she's in so we went and got that I'm really really impressed with it the quality the denier of the rug and I it's a zero rug um, so obviously, you know, it was continuous rain for 48 hours. I'm sure it would leak a bit, but it actually survived brilliantly. And I also bought her 50 gram liner. And this is one of those rugs that you can put liners in. And I bought her the 50 gram because once I start clipping her, um, she does feel cold and she's a bit of a wimpy pony. So, um, that's why she likes, she loves coming in. So I think um, I will have that on her when we need it. But obviously, daylight today, you can hear the birds singing. Absolutely glorious. Nobody needs any kind of rugs. So what I'm actually going to do is, um, gosh, everything's untidy. So um, because Cindy was out last night, they do have a little bit of breakfast. But all they're having are a couple of these naff treats in a bowl. So they all think they've got some food, but the only one who's actually getting any food is here. And she is on currently on blue chip and she will be going on to um, Dodson. Uh, no, is it Dodson Horror? I'm putting on. Can't remember now. Dodson Horror are my go to brand generally because uh, I used to work with. Um, I came across Dr. Teresa Hollands, who was their nutritionist at the time. She now works at Sussex University, I believe, as a nutritionist lecturer uh, at Quine Nutritionist. And um, very interesting person. Um, so, actually, I think it's Alan and Page, which is our local um, brand, local company. Alan Page are always ahead of the game with their ideas. They always seem to come up with... Oh, they were the first ones that took out um, all sorts of things. They, they, they always think about the environment. They think about how their bags are 
sold. Um, they just are a little bit ahead of the curve, really. Um, they're not a massively well-known brand. I think um, Piggy March. I think she's done some horror actually now, but um, I don't know any big riders actually are supported by them now. Not that it makes any difference because, like, you know, <coughs> excuse me, but um, they are local to us and I think it's quite nice to support a local brand. Laura has used their old faithfuls on um, Hector and he just looks flipping amazing at the moment. Really impressed with him. Um, so she suggested I try um, it on Tia for the winter and um, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, he's standing in the sunshine at the moment. Spike is... I thought Spike was on his own. Seems to be in with the others. Spike is still lame, unfortunately. A little bit lame. We don't know what he's done. Um, he had a big old hooli hooli around um, the other day. And I have a feeling uh, Laura thinks that he might have hurt himself when he's doing... I mean, constantly, they were just hooling about like lunatics. And you know what it's like. Do something in the field. Um, Jesse came out. We must be his favourite clients, honestly. We, I mean, <laughs> we're quite needy. Um, and Jesse came out and had a look. Couldn't find anything. Um, they did hoof testing, they, um, there's no digital pulse, there's nothing. So um, she tried, we tried that. I'm looking for my tack, you can understand. I'm in, I'm in my car. And because we hadn't got any fuel, because we've had the fuel issue, and again, that is going to have an influence on whether or not we can go to any shows. Um, because I hadn't got any fuel, so I'd had to sort my tack out and leave it in a certain because um, normally my tackle comes home with me and um, it's, it's just safer and it's at home um, but actually what I tend to do is a lot of my tack is always my tack's always in my car um, all the time I wasn't able to ride Indy which was a good gosh eight, nine months nine months, ten months ten months probably um, I kept her bridle in my car because I wanted to make sure that I could ride her and I was going to ride her and that was that was me being I will ride her again um I know how you, you know you kind of do that a bit when you're horsey anyway so um hopefully we will be able to go out and compete um I'm going to take Indy I'm not going to compete Eek which is what I've said over and over again she doesn't like it she doesn't enjoy it she's perfectly capable of doing it but why would you make somebody do something they don't want to do? She just doesn't want to do it. Um, so I won't push her. I think, to be perfectly honest, she'd quite like to be retired. But she's still got some great moves in her. And once you get a ride ridden and out, she's very good. Um, it's just getting her. Sorry, I'm just tipping out. <sighs> A hay thing that's got a bucket that's got a load of hay in it and it's got wet in the rain and um, it's pretty yucky so I've just done that so those are my plans it's a bit rambling isn't it a bit of a ramble um, the happy hacker going out with lots of ambition is coming back soon that's me 
I will be back. Um, I've got one week of work left and then I'm on um, holiday uh, before I leave at the end of the month um, and start new new adventures I think um, gosh where I keep my bedding um, there's a tarpaulin over the top of it and uh, it's full of water from the rain the other day and it's a great attraction to mozzies so I'm just emptying it out and getting that out of the way so much to do so why people if you go for a ride at riding school you're so lucky um, I was listening to the Horse and Ham podcast what a surprise love it recommend it please listen to it really good fun um, and they were talking to Emil Fiore who is a dressage rider and Emil learned to ride at a riding school and has never forgotten that and he um, is a great supporter of riding schools and of other riders and he did really well in the nationals the other week um, and he was talking to them about his horses and his plans and you know how he got started it's a really interesting piece um, and then you've got Hoyes this week which is up in Birmingham and uh, that's all going on so that's all the showing world and show jumping but I'm mainly showing um, and it's a big it's a long old show anybody that works at that which I've done a couple of times because they're open at nine o'clock in the morning and they finish about 11 o'clock at night it's a long old show for everybody um, but it's always good fun so there's that I've lost one of my dogs I've lost Bluebird oh she's gone So, uh, I suppose I should really wind this up, actually, shouldn't I? It's probably far too long. Anyway, um, I am the Happy Hacker. Um, please like and share. Don't forget, it is available on YouTube as well. Um, so you can leave me your comments there. I'd be really interested, especially the ones about the older horses. Oh, you can see the puppy. Come on, puppy. Wrong way. Um... I can see, and um, so I can comment and answer your comments. I'd really like to. Um, please let me know what you think, what you'd like to hear about, and um, I will do a story about introducing you to all my ponies soon. Okay, thanks for listening. <laughs>